This is 50 Reasons to Visit Britain. We're your hosts, Joe Donlan and Caitlin Potts. Coming up on today's show, we discuss cheese traveling at a pace faster than a semi-truck. Caitlin takes any chance she can to name drop her alleged relatives. Farmer Joe insists on his favorite type of slaughter. We ponder the perfect name for a butler. And we interview a special guest and Cotswolds resident, Kate Winslet. everyone and welcome to episode 9 of our 50 reasons to visit Britain from Crystal Travel and Tours in Boston. My name is Caitlin and I have a little figurine sitting on my microwave that has a little it's a little cute cottage from the Cotswolds in my kitchen. You know all the people that live in that cottage are going to have radiation poisoning, right? <laughs> I guess that's that's Kind of, they, they chose that though, and, didn't they? And, and I'm Joe, and continuing my theme of misery, my favorite village <laughs> in the Cotswolds is Upper Slaughter, but I don't like Lower Slaughter at all. Slaughter. You'll learn more about that later. You will. You will indeed, yes. During each episode of this podcast series, we will be focusing on a new and exciting reason to travel to Britain. As I'm sure you can probably already tell, today's reason number nine is the Cotswolds in England. Woohoo! We went to the Cotswolds last fall, didn't we? We did. Who drove us around? I did. Tell the truth, Kevin. <laughs> you did. You did. I had a cozy seat in the back of our uh, must van. Be, must be nice, huh? It was nice. I had... I used my pillow, my pillow, I used my coat as like a little pillow and I had my arm propped up on the window. It was nice. It was picturesque. You know. Sounds like a great time. <laughs> Hope you tipped your driver very well. <laughs> nah, it's, you know, it's, he, he just loved doing it. So it was fun. Did it for the love of the game. He did it for the love of the game. Let's move to our BuzzFeed quiz for this episode. We took a quiz titled, what type of British person are you? Joe, what type of British person are you? What did you get? Going along with my earlier <laughs> <laughs> mention of radiation poisoning oh and sulfur, I got deliberately grumpy Brit. Wow. Which is, I mean, okay. pretty on the nose. It's almost too on the nose. Yeah. You're one of those Brits who loves being grumpy and even put it on sometimes just to amuse yourself. You find a strange sense of fun in complaining about stuff and aren't particularly comfortable with this concept others call joy. Thank you <laughs> very much, BuzzFeed Quiz. You have got my number. <laughs> That's really good. The fact that Caitlin is laughing so much is it's she's a, trying to hide how um, spot on it, it is. It's, pretty, it's yeah. pretty spot on. Yeah. But I like that you're embracing it. It brings me joy. And the joy that feels <laughs> making it worse for you. What did you get? I got hopeless but lovable. Wow, this was... One of the better, I don't yeah. need the explanation. I, I didn't write it down, so I'm glad you don't need uh, it. Okay. I don't have the explanation. <laughs> but they did show a picture of Bridget Jones, and she looked really miserable. And I, just I, feel could, like, I could see that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So there we go. There we have it. Um, yeah. Not a bad BuzzFeed quiz, huh? Could be worse. Crystal math for today. We're going to go through some numbers from the Cotswolds. I'm seeing a lot of eights on my page, funnily enough. The Cotswolds covers almost 800 square miles, stretching through six different counties in England. Nearly 80% of this 
800 square miles is covered by farmland, which is where I grew up was on a farm. So you'd think I'd be at home in the Cotswolds, not a Cotswolds farm. Nope. Uh, Definitely wasn't as pretty as a Cotswolds farm. They've got like them picturesque where you go around the, the bends and there's just this picturesque farm building on a hill that's hundreds of years old and that probably has not seen a cow in a long time or it looks like it hasn't because it's nice and clean and pure. Anyway, there are 4,000 miles of historic stone walls made of Cotswold stone, a yellow limestone that is filled with fossils, mostly sea urchins. Hmm. And the Cotswolds gets over 23 million visitors a year and is the third largest protected landscape in the world. And rightfully so. Big Numbers there. Big numbers. 23 Big million, money. 23 million visitors is a lot of visitors. That's a lot of visitors. That's t- almost two and a half times the number of visitors that Ireland gets in a year. Wow. Like I, Ireland, the country of Ireland. Ireland, the country. And then you've got Cotswolds, a region mm-hmm. of the country. Think about that. So, oh. the Cotswolds is an area in southeast England that is mainly rolling hills and farmland. It's the second largest protected landscape in England, covering 504,000 acres that sprawls over six different counties, as we said earlier. Mm -hmm. And the population is a mere 139,000 as of 2016. Um, To have some uh, a region with a population of 139,000, but 23 million visitors is quite insane. It's saying something. I know yeah. I always I always look at Iceland and people are always like, there's only 330,000 people there, but they get 2 million visitors a year. That's insane. This is way, way different. And, More insane. And even. you can imagine that the work that people do is obviously in tourism for that reason. So Cotswolds is considered an area of natural beauty that is protected area of land preserved for conservation. Most areas of natural beauty are considered national parks. There are many villages and attractions that draw people to the Cotswolds. Caitlin, do you have any more information on the Cotswolds for us at all? I think I do, actually, yes. First up is Blenheim Palace, which we visited last fall. I think we're going to be talking about our visit from last fall quite a bit during this episode. So Blenheim Palace is the residence of the Duke of Marlborough. It was named after the Battle of Blenheim and was built between 1702 and 1722. Now, this is, I know, Joe, you're not quite as cultured as I am. You haven't been to Versailles. But let me tell you, this is pretty much England's answer to Versailles in Paris. And I like it even more. I think I can't it's. I believe Caitlin hasn't died from the daggers I'm giving her right now. That's. <laughs> um, yeah, so this is just, it's spectacular, as you know from being there, Joe. Blenheim was deemed a World Heritage Site in 1987. Am am I right in saying, Caitlin, you probably would have pronounced this Blenheim if you hadn't been there? Oh, of course. Absolutely. Not as cultured as me in the area of (laughs) pronunciation. I'm hopeless but lovable, Joe. It is the birthplace of Winston Churchill, and Blenheim was the family home for the Churchill family for about 300 years. And did you know that Winston Churchill actually has a distant relation to Princess Diana? And did you know that I have a distant relation to oh, Princess Diana? <laughs> I, I have a really distant relation. I'm somehow a royal. I think we. I don't know if we went over this yet or not, but I'm kind of a royal. So I mean, you've you've gone over this with every famous family across Europe, I think, so far. So I'm just a big deal. All right. So visitors 
today. I had a relative on the Mayflower. <laughs> I, I did. I was Stephen rela- Hopkins. Well related to all Look of the up. O'Briens that used to rule Ireland. Anne and I, I are was- cousins. <laughs> Visitors today at Blenheim Palace can buy tickets for tours to take through the palace and walk through the gardens covering the grounds. While we did cover filming locations a while back, we didn't really go into Blenheim too much. You may recognize it from shows like He's the Royals. They also have partnered with the Royal School of Butlers to offer a comprehensive five-day Butler course, and this is one of my favorite discoveries. Yeah, you haven't shut up about this, and we uh, you've it's come. You've, so fun, <laughs> Blenheim Palace, where the butlers go to be butlers to, be, to, to become butlers. Yeah, <laughs> I thought of a really good name for a butler. Remember how I asked you the other day, "What would you name your butler if you had a butler?" I must have blocked that out. I don't remember you asking me that. <laughs> Sabrina asked me what I would name a butler, and I couldn't think of one. But now I have one. Are you ready? Yes. My butler would be called Gerard the Butler. Oh. It's so good. Come on, that's a great name. Think about it. It's kind of cute. Gerard. The butler. Fetch me. You're not going to call him Gerard the butler. Yes, I am. You're fetching him. Oh, it's hilarious. That's so good. What would you name your butler? Jeeves. Oh, come on. All right. Anyway, <laughs> you may stumble upon Chives, Jeeves, Gerard the butler if you visit Alfred. Blenheim Palace. Alfred. Okay, very well. We visited Blenheim Palace last November, as I mentioned a little bit ago, and it was spectacular. It was getting close to Christmas time, so they were starting to kind of get the whole place looking very jolly, very magical. I think I say magical a lot when I talk about 50 reasons to visit Britain, but Blenheim Palace is magical. Have a holly, jolly Christmas. Wow. You said jolly, so. Okay, okay. Um, All right. Yep. Yeah. Loved Blenheim. We got a really, really great tour around it, I thought. Mm-hmm. And the Winston Churchill history, love him or hate him, he has a very interesting story and is a huge historical figure. Um, it was very, very interesting to go around the house and Absolutely. to learn all of that. So I really enjoyed that. We, I, I see. I go on a lot of these tours around big houses and castles and stuff because I'm very cultured. Um <laughs> But uh, that was, honestly, it was one of the better ones, absolutely. And you could spend quite a few hours there, which was nice. And to hear the tour guide talk, it was, you know, the way these people go about giving these tours, you can tell how passionate they are. And it's, their passion really makes you feel as if you can almost picture, you know, royal people, people of prominence, brushing elbows, having dinner here, talking over here, I whatever. Of- I kind of expected him to announce at the end, and I used to be Winston Churchill's <laughs> butler, but you know that that was my name's that, Gerard. That was how <laughs> that was how well drilled he was, and how you know how we, he fit in with the with the house and the history and Absolutely. whatever. Absolutely, very good. Absolutely. When you're not at Blenheim Palace, you should check out the villages of the Cotswolds, especially some of Joe's favorites, which we are about to go over. Only one of Joe's favorites. I hate the other one. <laughs> which one do you hate again? Lower, uh, lower I think I said. Okay. <laughs> well, Lower and Upper Slaughter are considered the most picturesque places to visit throughout the Cotswolds, with the Old Mill as a popular site to visit, or the Lower Slaughter Gardens with five acres of land to explore. Burton on the Water is considered the Venice of the Cotswolds, since the city is built over the river Windrush, with many small walking bridges and an abundance of museums, pubs, tea rooms, and goldstone cottages. Now, fun little little 
Tidbit. Yeah, we, we knew it was coming. <laughs> so I said, you know, I said how Blenheim was like the Versailles of the Cotswolds, right? Right. Well, you've got this, which is the Venice of the Cotswolds. There's just, there's just, there's just so much here. There's so many reasons to visit the Cotswolds. Broadway is considered the jewel of the Cotswolds, with the Broadway Tower as an amazing lookout point to see most of the Cotswolds and beyond. Now, my own little note of advice here for you is musicals are not included at Broadway, but if you want to roam around the area and break out into song and dance, you probably can. They might not. I feel like you use that rule throughout your life, though. It doesn't matter whether you're in the Cotswolds or Villages Within or Ohio. On my way to work today. (laughs) Poor Sabrina. Poor Sabrina, indeed, yeah. Um, Bybury is home to Arlington Row, which is pictured on the inside cover of the United Kingdom passports, and it's also a national conservation area. The village of Lecoq is a traditional village where many parts of Harry Potter have been filmed for Hogwarts classrooms and hallways at Lecoq Abbey, a popular tourist destination, as well as Harry's childhood home. I'll take any chance I get to... Throw in some some Harry Potter. Blow your mind with some HP facts. <laughs> wow, mind truly blown. I figured. And I do know one of our day tours we use out of London, which is it's a long day, but you can do the Cotswolds and you can have lunch at a 14th century pub, I think, in Lecoq before nice. returning. So it's a if you find that you can't get out and explore the rest of England, but you do have a, a few nights in London, might be worthwhile doing that. Very good. Hello, this is Allie. Pardon the interruption, but I would like to ask you all to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Tolin, and lots more. We would really appreciate you reviewing us on any of or all of these sites. Um, that is the best way for new listeners to find us. Right now, we have a segment called Caitlin's Little Jack Horner, which is Cockney rhyming slang for Caitlin's Corner. In this segment, we give Caitlin some slang, and she has to guess what the translation to proper English is. Today's slang is early hours. Early hours, Caitlin. Think on it. Early hours. And get back to us. All right, I'll do that. In the meantime, we've done some fact-checking from uh, the first half of the podcast, and... We have to give Sabrina credit for this fact check because I took credit for something earlier that I shouldn't have taken credit for. I did not, in fact, drive us around the Cotswolds. I'm just so used to driving everybody around all the time. I thought I did. It was actually our colleague, Sean. So apologies for any offense caused (laughs) to anybody in this manner. Shout out to Sean. Thanks for driving us around. <laughs> it was obviously memorable if Joe thinks he's the one that did it. I was just sitting in the passenger seat holding like a frisbee going, Woo. Um, Okay, so back to the Cotswolds. People visit the Cotswolds for many different reasons. A few being the natural beauty of the area, literary and royal connections, hiking and biking options, as well as the food and drink. One of the main things I liked there, and I could have probably done it all day, was just stopping at each village and popping in for a cup of tea and a scone somewhere. That mm. would have been that would have been a great day out for me, to be quite honest, because there's all <laughs> these nice little tea shops and small, quaint hotels and stuff like that, and some and of them are... It's just all so cozy. Yeah, some it's of them are perched on rivers, and it yeah. was in November, and it was kind of rainy, so there was fires inside and stuff like that. It just mm. it worked out quite nicely. The Cotswolds Way is a footpath that covers just over 100 miles up the left side of the Cotswolds with views of the Severn Valley and the Vale of Evesham. 
that go in and out of many different picturesque villages with stops at pubs and bed and breakfasts along the way. As mentioned before, you can climb the Broadway Tower that stands 1,024 feet high as one of the highest viewpoints in the Cotswolds to see up to 16 different surrounding counties. The Cotswolds has inspired many different authors throughout the years, including Beatrix Potter, who we've mentioned before in the Lake District, Laurie Lee, and J.M. Barry. When you pay this place a visit, you won't have trouble seeing why. Many villages within the Cotswolds are full of small cafes, pubs, restaurants, farmers markets, tea rooms, and breweries, which I kind of mentioned previously. And on a different trip, I did actually go to one of these tiny little breweries that was basically, it was on a farm. And I don't know what caused them to decide to have a brewery on the farm because it's still a working farm. But they just repurposed a couple of the sheds and turned it into a brewery. And then they had a visitor center. I was going to say across the street, across the tiny little boring. And if you don't know what a boring is, listen to all 50 episodes last year, you'll get the answer. Um, but it was it was literally, it was right in the middle of the country. But bus tours do go out there. Not too many now, mind you, but some bus tours do go out there. And it's... It's as good and better than any other brewery you're going to go to because it's so out in the middle of nowhere, but they still make beer. They still go through the process. They still give you a nice tasting. You still get to take over the glass and you still you get to see a working farm and stuff. It's just it's really intimate and cool and goes along with the theme of Some the Cotswolds. very, very Joe as well. <laughs> farm, beer, middle of nowhere, nobody to bother you. Yes, because I am deliberately grumpy. Sounds like a Ron Swanson kind of thing, and I feel like you would enjoy that, and I just, I don't know. Yeah, but there was also a group of 24 people with me at the time, so that's... Oh, <laughs> okay. That's fair. Other reasons people might want to visit the Cotswolds would be events and festivals that take place throughout the year here. And again, it's it's a big area, but there's no real big central city that would, you know, hold festivals, really. But the Big Festival is an event that takes place every August in Oxfordshire for families that has food, drink, music, performers, shops, and a carnival. At the end of July, the Cotswolds Beer Festival takes place every year in Gloucestershire. It is combined of 25 different local breweries that offer their different beers, ciders, and food for everyone there, along with some live performances, music, and whatnot. The Broadway Food Festival in Worcestershire, or Worcestershire as they might pronounce it in England. I know they pronounce <laughs> stuff different over here than over there, even though a lot of them have the same names, which makes it very difficult for somebody like me. <laughs> but the Broadway Food Festival takes place every September with many different local food artisans that come to showcase their different dishes. The Marlboro Literature Festival started in 2010. Many different authors come and give lectures, classes, visits, and hold competitions for anyone who is interested in that author's literature. I want to go to that one. Yes. Can we go to that one? I wouldn't be surprised. We can go to all of them, Caitlin. All of them. Just spend a year in the Cotswolds. Cotswolds festival hopping. And we live in Upper Slaughter and we'll just like (laughs) look down our noses at Lower Slaughter. Sounds perfect. Um, Yeah. I think that'll work. All right. Every year in Gloucestershire on Cooper's Hill, there is a cheese rolling event that Caitlin gets very excited about and uh, I don't know if she had to choose between the two I know I was just thinking this I don't know I mean here's the thing 
I love books. I love writing. I love all of those things. But I also love cheese. It's like my favorite thing in the world. So I don't really know. Okay, but this is cheese rolling, which I feel like is abuse of cheese, to That's be quite honest. That's true, because what good is the cheese once you've rolled it? No one's going to want to eat that. I feel that. like it would be like if you went to a petting zoo and people were being mean to the animals. It's it's basically That's the same so thing. That's true. Now I You're feel welcome. horrible. <laughs> this it consists of people running down the extremely steep hill, rolling a nine-pound cheese wheel that can roll up to speeds of 70 miles per hour and can get extremely dangerous. Not just <laughs> to the people around but to the god cheese who didn't ask for this. Not fair. The next cheese rolling event will take place May 27th, 2019. Well, okay. Guess, How do you feel about cheese rolling now, Caitlin? I guess I don't want to go. You're ban it? You, you do want to go, don't you? I, I can still do. tell. Think about it, though. Like, think about how that got started. Like, some farmers were probably really bored one day. Cheese are people, too, Caitlin. Cheese are people, too. This is true. But... Really bored one day, and you know, like maybe milking cows. Eh, not Guaranteed so fun. it wasn't a farmer, it was a farmer's son and his friends. Guaranteed. You know what would be fun? Hey, you got this you cheese. You know what would be da- fun? Dad's gone to the farmer's market today and he left us with these rolls of cheese. Wanna, Let's do wanna it. see? <laughs> <I> just, <laughs> you I stand at the bottom it. of the hill and see if it mows you down. Yeah, Long. yeah. Be fun. Yeah. yeah, and then more and more people just, I don't know. I don't know. I should make a movie about that. And instead of like like how, like how they have house parties over here, cheese rolling parties during the day when the parents were away, it's like, hey, we're gonna have a cheese rolling party. You wanna come, dude? And let's go. Project X. I got cheese. the Colby Jack. <laughs> okay. That, do you think that would roll faster than another type of cheese? Just my favorite kind of cheese. So I don't know. Unfortunately, I'm the bearer of bad news again today. Kate Winslet cannot make it for her interview. Her assistant just called and said she's a bit preoccupied, something about a sinking ship. Now, he may not own a house in the Cotswolds or have filmed a Christmas movie with Jack Black there, but we do have someone else who's been to the Cotswolds region and Blenheim Palace. Crystal Travel's very own operations director and our go-to history buff, Sean Kelly, is with us today. Sean, thank you for making the long journey into our office here to <laughs> to record an interview. No problem at all, Joe. Very glad to be here. Glad I can fill in for the, uh, the capable Kate Winslet, so she can't be here as well. <laughs> Uh, so last November, Sean visited the Cotswolds with us on our familiarization trip, and he did all the driving for us. We left from London, and we went up through Oxford and into the Cotswolds, stayed in Bath, went down into Devon and Cornwall. We've talked about this before, so we won't get into it too much, but um, we did spend some time driving around the Cotswolds. Sean, how would you describe an area like the Cotswolds? Well, I, I think, Joe, the, uh, the, the best thing for... Uh, describing the Cotswolds, what particularly for visitors to North America, is that they find it very scenic and very beautiful. Uh, most of the Cotswolds, whether it's in Oxfordshire or Gloucestershire, tends to be uh, considered an area of outstanding natural beauty in England, which means the area is very well protected. Uh, and it's in most areas, it's, it's virtually impossible to build new development, new houses. So it, it, it retains its old character. And the fact that it's also within very short striking distance from the city of London uh, makes it uh, just a very, very popular place for people to drive to, and obviously the natural beauty and many of the uh, the, the larger manor homes and uh, castles do uh, do attract people as well, which are certainly very uh, very attractive. Yeah, it's definitely a getting away element to it, I guess, especially when you're kind of in one of the big cities like London or wherever like that. I know we're joking about Kate Winslet and the the holiday movie, but there's a reason that they kind of set movies like that in the Cotswolds and places like that because. 
they're just so scenic they like kind of out of the way um you know away from the the busy real world i guess that's, that's yeah cool. and it it has kind of the uh, the unique characteristic as well that a lot of the uh, sort of the the well-known and the the famous uh you know actors or musicians in uh, in england have uh, their holiday homes out there mm-hmm. so it definitely has that vibe as well where not only for tourists it's very popular but with a lot of the local english uh, they like to uh, have their uh, their second homes out there as well which lends kind of a more upper crust element to it yes, as well absolutely it makes sense we're focusing a little bit on Blenheim Palace today because obviously that's right on the edge of the Cotswolds um, and is a gem in that region. So can you tell us about your experiences there? I know you're a bit of a history buff and yeah. would have had a lot of interest in that. <laughs> that's for sure, Joe, that uh, that history you have is, uh, comes in handy every now and again. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, Blenheim is probably one of the most um, popular places for Americans to visit because of its, its unique history. Uh, being very close to London, it gets a, a huge number of visitors out every year. And uh, Blenheim Palace is the uh, the home of the Duke of Marlborough. Uh, it's actually a really interesting story how the uh, the house came to be. And when I say house, it's it's a massive palace. Is probably a better better descriptor to use. Um, basically, the uh, the first Duke of Marlborough, uh, John Churchill, uh, he had the uh, he was granted the land by Queen Anne uh, after a, a very big victory, the, the Battle of Blenheim in uh, in Germany. Uh, so as a gift for him commanding the army to victory, Queen Anne gave him this massive estate and he ended up building a rather impressive uh, palace there. And uh, John Churchill is famous in the fact that his uh, relation, uh, Winston Churchill, uh, who's of the, uh, the Churchill-Spencer family, uh, he was born there. So that is one very big historical note that makes it very popular. Uh, the Duke of Marlborough still lives there. Which is very interesting. You can, I think it's during the summer months you can go into the uh, the actual private apartments there. But the rest of the house is open for the the whole year, with certain exceptions. And it's, a, I mean, literally you want to plan half the day there because yeah. it's so massive. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's not just the house itself, but it's also the uh, the estate, the grounds. There's a very famous um, English landscape architect uh, by the name of uh, Lancelot Capability Brown. Uh, he designed the the grounds there, and it would be. Um, I'm I'm, I'm pretty certain it's a UNESCO World Heritage Site as well, mm-hmm. which makes it uh, obviously quite impressive. Yeah, I know on trips like the one we went on, the familiarization trips, I like to get in, see a place, get out and try and get as much done as possible. But with somewhere like Blenheim, we got the full tour of the house, uh, um, you know, shortened as it was. And we still didn't see half of what we could have or needed or wanted to see, I guess. And we could have definitely spent a lot longer there. So I, I definitely uh, understand what you're saying with that. Yeah, it's definitely not a place you want to duck in and duck out of too no, quickly. No, no, it's definitely a The walk from the parking lot is, is, <laughs> is, is long enough. Which you can, you can get a, a golf cart to take you up if you need be. It's not there that big. Go, yeah. There's a nice little coffee shop there as well to take a break before and after, which is, which is nice too. Um, one thing I did want to ask you about, my mother was in the Cotswolds recently. Interesting. And <laughs> she was looking for a bus tour out of Bath. And I said, I'm not sure you'll get one, but you can get one from London. Why don't you drive? And she said, God, no. Now the car she drives is a tiny little, like a shopping cart basically is what it is. But she spent her whole life driving in Ireland. But the thought of driving the Cotswolds to her was ridiculous based on the roads, I guess, or I don't know. Now you drove a nine passenger van all over the Cotswolds for a day and it was kind of rainy and wet. Did you have any issues driving over there? Yeah, you'd think it wouldn't be the most maneuverable of vehicles that I was driving at the time. (laughs) It actually was quite easy. Now, I suppose the fact that I've done a fair amount of driving over my years in Ireland and Britain 
uh, gives me a bit of experience doing it. But no, I, I didn't think it was that difficult at all. Uh, the, the roads obviously are in excellent shape, and because there's not as much development out there in terms of you know large towns sprawling, uh, you know there are highways or motorways, main roads, uh, but they're actually quite easy to drive on, and I, I felt that everything was very well signposted as well. So uh, definitely not a not a challenge uh, compared to maybe some roads up in the Highlands of Scotland. <laughs> uh, so it, definitely anyone who's maybe on the fence about driving, I certainly would say that there's uh, every reason to consider that you'd be able to drive. That's that's what I would have taught myself. I was I was surprised when she was so so dead set against it. Um, so we've covered the Cotswolds and Blenheim and all of that. But we usually, before our guests leave, Sean, we like to ask them one final question before they go. This podcast is obviously called Fifty Reasons to Visit Britain. So aside from what we just talked about, what is your favorite reason to visit Britain? Well, uh, there would be many, obviously. But if I had to pick one, I would say that the um most appealing aspect for me being a history buff is that there's such a an intertwining of uh, the areas that one would visit when you're in England or, or also going to Scotland or Wales whilst we're talking about Britain in general but uh, looking specifically at, at this part of England uh, there's a lot of intertwining with uh, American history so for mm -hmm. American visitors going over and Canadians as well to a certain respect uh, you'd be able to encounter many areas that have common histories or connections or threads to one's own local history and again for me coming from a uh, history major background uh, that is just really appealing and really interesting you can come across a lot of uh, hidden gems really things you would not necessarily uh, find um, on the beaten track you can just go off the um, you know off the side roads and the mm -hmm. little uh, little laneways and you can find some items of very historical significance in addition to it being very uh, very charming and beautiful as well very good answer, yes. Um, yeah, you can see the stone hinges as much as you want, and you can spend all the time in London you want, but there is a lot more to it than that, I guess, is what you're getting at there, which is very good. Um, thank you very much for being with us today, Sean, and for providing us with a, a very interesting interview. No problem at all, Joe. I just hope I did as good of a job as Kate Winslet would have done. <laughs> we have Caitlin's Corner to finish with. Early hours, Caitlin. Early hours. What is that Cockney rhyming slang for? Early hours. Spring showers. Mayflowers. <laughs> spring. I feel, okay, I feel like spring shower, but I feel like that's an American thing. Showers, hours, flowers. Uh, What's your final answer? Early hours. Uh... Flowers. You are correct. Wow. <laughs> Yay! Oh, I'm so good. I almost went with showers. I'm so good. I'm so happy. Good job. Thank you. Very, very impressed. I'm so... It's just a good day. It's This is a good day. I had a good breakfast and... You literally, like a minute ago, said it was not worth getting up for it breakfast. It wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like no food is ever worth... Losing an hour of sleepover. I stand by that you? wholeheartedly. How dare you? <laughs> Not even my cheese wheel. But that said, it was a good breakfast. What if it was an abused cheese wheel and you went and saved it from the cheese pound? Oh, I would do adopted it. Adopted it, yeah. I would do it. Okay, give it a home. Would you, All right. You'd eat it or you wouldn't eat it? I'm not going to eat it. It's been abused. Would you eat it? It looked nice, yeah. <laughs> And I had okay. the proper crackers to go well, with it. Well, I will make sure no abused cheese run your way. 
Moving on to Britain Unwritten. The Rollwright Stones, moving on from cheese wheels to stones now, the Rollwright Stones are a monument made up of large stones constructed in a circle. The circle was originally used for religious ceremonies, and now it's a quick stop for tourists. You know, quick stop. Want to stop. see some standing stones that are stones. not Stonehenge. Yeah. So here Make we that. are. And there you go. Little Dean Jail is a museum that used to be, you guessed it, Joe. What do you think? What do you think? Uh, I'll take a jail for 1,000, Caitlin. You got it. You got it. If you have any interest, if you have any interest in true crime or haunted locations, this is a very interesting crime museum that claims to be haunted as well. Now, okay, that farm... Have you farm, got any interest in ghosts? I was going to say, that farm slash brewery was totally Joe. This is totally me. I would be so all about that, for sure. Caitlin's one of those people who writes criminals in jail and is <laughs> going to get married to one of them one day. That's why she's all about this. I do want to marry money, though, so... White, white collar, white collar oh, jail. White Somebody who's in, in who has for, a stash, in, yeah, for hidden. for tax evasion or Won't whatever. Tell anybody. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Yeah. So there's your written unwritten couple, hidden gems. Couple of quick hidden gems there, huh? Yes. Yeah. Um, we are coming towards the end, so I have our tour for the reason, and I actually alluded to this a little bit earlier. But our tour for the reason today is lunch in the Cotswolds, which is an England day tour out of London. The tour begins in Burford, where the magnificent High Street holds every variety of Cotswold stone, and there will be time to visit the tea houses and shops before we head south to Bybury, described as the prettiest village in the Cotswolds. Lunch beckons, and what better way to satisfy your hunger than with a fabulous two-course lunch in the Swan Hotel, situated in the centre of Bybury, overlooking the River Coyne. The 17th century former coaching inn serves a fabulous range of traditional cooking, ales, and fine wines. In the afternoon, we take a leisurely drive, passing through charming villages before visiting Burton-on-the-Water and Stowe-on-the-Wald, two of the most picturesque parts of the northern Cotswolds. Your guide will take you on a short walk in each village, explaining their history before rejoining the coach and returning to London. That is slightly different to what I said earlier. We have a couple of different tours that go through the Cotswolds. Another one of the tours does stop in Lecoq and has an even older place for you to eat, but both are excellent. And um, I don't want to dumb down anything about the Cotswolds, but a village is a village is a village at the same time, and they're all very pretty, and... You really can't you go can't, wrong. Exactly. Yeah. You can't go wrong. Mm-hmm. Couldn't have said it better myself. All right. Before we wrap up, we've got Caitlin's favorite segment. She's smiling from ear to ear at Yay. the moment. We've got our Caitlin Cares, which is our... Caitlin's cute animal reaction and excitement segment where we show her a cute animal and she gets excited and then we finish the episode pretty quickly after um, because of the mood I'm in because of the mood I'm in today I'll probably ruin it on her at some point but we it remains to be seen how it goes because I haven't decided how I'm going to ruin it yet don't ruin it I just will don't take a beautiful thing and make it a horrible <laughs> ugly thing let's let's make this good let's keep this going all right all right Allie if you could bring up the picture please oh <laughs> <laughs> look at him! What are we looking at here, Kenton? Oh my gosh, he's a. I didn't even. I had to look at the text because I wasn't even sure. He's a little red panda, and he's just laying on. There's there's a branch, so he's up in a tree. And there's a branch sticking out of the tree, and he's just. It's like he's planking, kind of, on the tree, right? Yeah. 
And he's just there. Like, he just is. He has no care in the world. He's laying on... His his paws are just like... They're just like hanging out. They're dangling. And he has a little bit of his tongue sticking out. It's so cute. He reminds me of my old dog. That's what she used to do. Is it possible that he's dead and fell from a hydro branch? <laughs> and is just, just caught like this... This is a perfect timing photo no. where he just rolls over and falls even further now? No. No, no, okay. no, no, it's not possible. <laughs> That's the farthest thing from possible. It's impossible. He's just hanging out. He's like, you know what? I had a tough day. I was... What was he doing? What's his job? What is his job? I feel like he is... He looks like he's a he's, traffic director, to I was be quite say, honest. he's the town greeter. He's okay, friends to everybody. Work, right? So maybe he is a traffic director. But maybe he's an introvert, and it takes a lot out of him then to do that all day. You so he what? just I wants also, to hang out on his own. I also feel like if he's a traffic greeter... <laughs> traffic greeter. <laughs> if he's a traffic director and a greeter, I feel like he's bad at his job. Because think about it. If you're waving to someone and someone thinks, oh, that means go. Someone goes oh, and you're yeah, like, he, oh, He was stop. probably responsible for a major, <laughs> major car accident earlier. And he's just so he con- contemplating. He's <laughs> contemplating falling off that branch right now. He feels horrible about himself. But he's also such a nice guy. And we should just tell him, don't worry, buddy. It's going to be Tomorrow, okay. Tomorrow's another day. It's dude. okay to don't not be okay. <laughs> That's what I say. It's okay, Mr. Panda. Well, I enjoyed that a lot. You're welcome. A little a little red panda in the consoles. He's so precious. It looks like you have caught Swalds us at the end of our experience, so we're going to roll right out of here. Hopefully it wasn't too cheesy for you. Join us next time for our Snowdonia episode, airing October 30th. Goodbye, Burry. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review us on Apple Podcasts. I think we need to rethink these puns. Really? No, I was... <laughs> the, the whole, the, just the whole wrap-up. <laughs> okay. All right. We're, we're really stretching them these days. <laughs> All right. Cheerio, anyway, good everybody. Luck.